You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. My name is Dallas Montague and I am the co-host here today. And today we have another amazing guest, Gurjit Buller. Gurjit, how are you today? It's such a pleasure to have you. I'm doing great and I'm, I'm so grateful for you having me on, on this podcast. It's, it's my pleasure and I know our audience are going to be blessed by our conversation today. We are going to talk about your academy, hopeenjoyacademy.com today. But before we talk a little bit about this, I want to give our audience one quick point. And that is that before we started recording here today, we're already having technical difficulties. And I believe, and we, we both dis- discussed this, that the enemy does not want us to record this interview today. And so I just want to say that to our audience today, because I believe what we're going to speak about is so important. It's so vital for your life to understand and to hear what we're going to talk about today. So stay tuned, turn up the volume, and pay attention to what we're going to be talking about. Before we talk about this, I want to give Gurjit a little bit more time. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your personal story, how you met the Lord, and why you're still a believer today. All right. So I'm actually from Canada, uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, born in a little town called Duncan, British Columbia. And um, I was born actually as a, um, in an East Indian family, Punjabi, and I wasn't even born Christian. I was actually born in a religion called Sikhism. And a lot of people have not really heard of Sikhism, but you've heard of Hinduism and Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, our religion, what I came out of was, um, it's not as old as those, but very similar. And so my journey, you know, what's fascinating is I've always had a connection to God, even as a child, didn't understand it, but I also had a very good connection to the Lord, didn't understand it. When I, as a child, um, I I was very blessed. I'm going to tell you, my parents, even though we were born in Sikhism, my parents were very cool parents. Um, You know, my dad had friends that were Christians. We talked about the Lord in this house a lot. Uh, Me and my mom did, even though we didn't follow. So I think that the Lord had always had his hand on us. Um, And and so when I would hear Jesus or I'd hear a story about Jesus, let me tell you, I would run to the television. If I saw him, I, I would be so attracted to that. I wanted to know more. And even my mom, even though she was in Sikhism, even when she would hear the Lord or hear something about the Lord on television, she would say, leave it. Let's listen. Let's see what they're saying. So that I think is is so different than most families, because in most families, it was like blocked out, not allowed. But in my family, we talked about it openly. Um, And so my whole life, being a Sikh has been a battle. Um, Everything in my life never turned out. You know, if I had something, it was literally for a few minutes to a few, you know, it was for a short time. And then boom, it was taken away. And I would see my siblings and other people around me progressing in life. And yet I was still stuck. 
And it was one point in my life that I said to one of my friends, there is something blocking me because I know this can't be my life. The Lord has gifted me with so many things, but I can't do anything. I can't move forward. I'm not getting the jobs that I want. My finances are breaking. Everything mm -hmm. is breaking. And I said, I, and I remember saying to her, um, I said, I'm going to go on my journey. I I'm going to figure this out. I want to know the secrets. And, and at that point, I was still in Sikhism. But I knew that there was one God. And, and, and I, I would cry out to that God, which I now know was the father. I did. I had no idea how it worked. I just knew that there was a God. And so through my journey, I started, you know, trying to find as much information as I possibly could. But I know that I was being led because when I was having difficulties, I was being led to Psalm 23, Psalm 91 the blood of Jesus, you know, things would pop on my screen. And I'd be like, okay, what is this? And then I would do it like, I, you know, something in my heart was saying, do these prayers. And so I would do it. And I would feel better. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I was still more curious, my curiosity, you know, um, did I dabble in new age? Yes, I did. Not to the extent of how people dabble in new age. I didn't know what new age was. But I think that through my journey of finding it, the Lord kind of was on the sidelines letting me do things but getting me out of it quickly you know um because i think in my journey i had to go through certain things so i could be here today to kind of like show people hey i've been there i've done it um i've made mistakes the lord had mercy on me and he got me out of it um i have i i was physically ill um cancer scare you know, um, I lost, um, I basically was almost in bankruptcy to foreclosure just as close as two years ago. It's going to be coming two years in December. Um, I got hit with foreclosure papers and, but the Lord gave me a miracle and I didn't have to go foreclosure and I didn't have to go bankruptcy. You know, he had a family friend come in and he basically put up the money to be able to get this house out of foreclosure so that we could sell it. And, and the house became, I believe the house was a test. The house was, there was so much spiritual warfare in that house. It was insane. And I think this, you know, we talk about spiritual warfare and everybody's ears open. We talk about Jesus and, and people's ears closed. You know what I mean? Because society is so like, they're so intrigued by the enemy, but not the savior. And I think that's the sad part about it, right? Um, I had a business. I invested in a business with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law started it. He built it up to a $5 million company and overnight it burned down. Literally, there was a fire on top of the roof. We tried to hold it on as long as we could. I stayed up um, every night, tried to bring in any money that we could and prayed on it. And, and at that point, I was not even Christian. You know, I just I just believed in God that somehow or another, um, you know, I, we had to file bankruptcy on that because we just couldn't keep up. Um, with that, I had put some personal money in. Um, and that I was still responsible for paying. And that's where the bills started piling up and collection agencies starting. Con I couldn't keep up anymore. At one point I was working 80 to 90 hours a week and people are like, how is that even possible? And it was the strength of the Lord. I believe all the things that I went through was a test, was probably some reaping and sowing, was probably dealing with ancestral curses was probably dealing with um, my family, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, being able to take on their burden and, and shouldering it and me having to deal with it. And I would do that. 
you know, and that's the one thing that I will do that. Um, I will do that for anyone. You know, if I see someone in agony and pain, I'm not just going to walk away. And I think that's the difference between me and, 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 you know, um, and many out there. Um, so I had to go through my battle. Um, sometimes I'm still going through my battle. Like you said, my video was working. All of a sudden, we come onto this podcast, and what does the enemy do? He does yeah. not want me speaking. He has been attacking me all week. I got attacked last night with spiritual warfare, and I had to go to the Lord and pray. And I have a pastor who is a deliverance pastor, uh, Pastor Tim. Um, and that was my other journey. When I was, I searched all around the world. I said, Lord, and I, I fell to my knees. And I had spoken to you earlier when we got on and I said, the Lord had come to me at one point in my life. And he says, you're working for me. And I mm. declined the offer because I was ignorant. I was scared. I didn't know. I didn't want to deal with the enemy. I knew what spiritual warfare was. I was like, I already had a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? You want me to what? But what happened was he had a purpose for me. I believe now through my journey that he had already chosen me before I even came out of the womb that I had a purpose here. Um, and so if I have a purpose, then I have to do it. You know what I mean? Everything collapsed. My marriage collapsed. Um, my husband was hit with spiritual warfare. We're still going through that. Um, just my family was against me. Um, you know, to the point where I had so much darkness on me that spirits were talking through me um, that was getting me into trouble, you know, because people mm. don't see and, and they honestly think, and I can open on this Christian podcast because obviously on a normal podcast, I wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't understand. They'd mm. be like, that's crazy. What are you talking about? But no, I am telling you, I was hit demonically that my family honestly thought that I was um, crazy, you know, mm. because what do you you know they're they're hearing things but they can't see anything my mom died two years it'll be two years in december and i'm going to tell you something the house that i sold which was full of so many spirits i had no idea i purchased i, I was brought up in that house when me and my husband brought up that house bought the house everything erupted and i had a vision and the vision was you got to go you got to go. And so I saw the vision of this man, which now I believe was the enemy. Uh, and he had, was beautiful, but there was a darkness to him. And basically he said, you're going to go and you're never going to step foot in this house. You'll never be back. And we're going to get rid of you, but we're keeping your husband. And I was like, what? No. So I woke up from that vision and exactly everything that was in that vision is exactly what happened. I love my husband. I will always love my husband. Um, but the enemy has kept us apart, you know? Um, and he does that with so many in today's world, but people don't realize, you know, the enemy can get into your head. You know, he can send, you know, the Jezebel who could break up marriages um, and, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff. So in my mm -hmm. life, all those things happen. Um, when I finally was able to get rid of that house, I said to the Lord, I am not going to sell that house and give that burden to someone else. If yeah. I sell this house, Lord, that means that you're going to go in there and you're going to send the angels and you're going to clear out that house 
and a beautiful family is going to move into that house and they're going to be able to have the life that I wasn't able to have in that house. Not a single child. My dad purchased that house in early two. No, it was like in the nineties. And when he bought the house, we were looking all over and he was like, no, I'm not going to hear anything. We're buying that house. So we bought mm -hmm. that house and we, I, I could feel things in the house. I could hear things in the house, but I always thought that it was just, I was just, you know, okay, it's nothing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, but, but what was happening was there was always fighting in that house, you know, and I would be downstairs doing my homework and I could hear footsteps, but everybody's asleep, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that when I bought that house, that that was happening there. So when I bought the house, it erupted. I ended up having to move out of that house because it got so dark in there. My husband mm -hmm. stayed. When the Lord sent me back, my husband, the Lord took my husband out of the house, took him back home. He's from Europe. And it was the best thing that he did for him because it gave him a second chance at life. In that time, the Lord gave me the opportunity to get into that house. Let's get some healing on that house. Let's clear it. And when I went onto that property the first time, uh, my and I couldn't I couldn't sell this house because my family was against me. Everybody had their own opinion of what they were going to do. My husband had his own opinion. We couldn't get papers signed. Houses don't take six months to finish selling. Mm -hmm. We had I've been trying to sell this house when I tried. We were ready to sign. Somebody came in, flooded the whole place. The enemy sent someone, so I couldn't make a dime on this, and flooded the whole place. My sister's panicking, couldn't get into the house, calling all these people, you know, the city to go in and shut the water main off. Man. The day that we sold the house, this is where it gets really We I couldn't even get my name off the property. Computers were going wacko. It should have been a five minute form. It took about several days for my name to come off and the real estate agents and everybody's like, this is the craziest house I've ever seen. My real wow. estate agent till this day says, Gujit, I have never seen a house like yours. He saw things. He said, Guji, when I went to your property, it was the most scariest thing ever. And we talked about it after. He said, some places in the house were so scary, but when we finished it, it was heavenly. Things that have died, because I, I was anointing it, I was praying, I was doing everything. Mm -hmm. Green grass that was not green was going green. Dead plants that were not dead, they were being alive. Um, walking in, it was heavenly. And, and even, you know, but yet my family did not see any of this. But the Lord sent me an incredible real estate agent that worked with me to get this house sold. And guess what? A great family owns it right now. And they have children, which I've always dreamed about. I walked past that house the other, about two weeks ago, because I was interested to see, oh my God, it was so heavenly. And so even though for me, it wasn't, as long as it was heavenly for somebody else, that's great. So I am not angry at the Lord. I love the Lord. Um, you know, I just wanted my out. I knew that there was a purpose for me and it wasn't going. I had been hit by, I almost got hit by a bus and literally the bus went across my nose. The edge of the bus went across my nose. If I had stepped one little inch and that bus came from nowhere. It was my right away. The bus came from nowhere. I, I felt it on my nose and I'm like, what was that? It was darker. And I'm like, oh my Lord, that could have killed me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. The enemy has come yeah. so close to like literally trying to get rid of me. Um, and people who have tried to come and work with me, you know, I pray for them because I know the enemy wants to attack them because he doesn't want me out there. Mm -hmm. uh, my family, 
who were against me. We're a loving family. The Lord brought us together and no fighting. We, we love each other. I love my family and it's so much peace. Yeah. Um, my mother had to go. My father had to go. They took a beating for the time that they were here. It hurts me because I know that they took a lot of my burden. I wish I had more time with them, but as God says, they're in a better place, right? So, yeah. um, so that's the other part of it. Now, I don't have to work 80, 90 hours a day. I That's don't good. have to worry about, Man. okay, yeah, I'm starting all over again. He's given me a second chance. But you know what? I am I have food on the table. I have a roof over my head, and I have my health. Mm. And I've got my Jesus now. Why do I stick with Jesus? Because I realize now through my journey what we are involved with down here. Yeah. And we are in the middle of a massive spiritual warfare of the enemy trying to take us down and God trying to save us to get us to a better place. And when you're going through stuff, we always blame God, but it's not God. We have to look at ourselves and we have to look at what are we allowing into yeah. our homes? So that's it. That's, that's it. it. What are we allowing into our homes? You know, I made some mistakes, you know, and so I have to reap and sow on those mistakes. That's not God's fault. That's not Jesus's fault. Yeah. So I prayed. So when the Lord said to me, because I always got, I started getting guided. No one ever came to me and said, could you become a Christian? Like most people, no one ever came to me. It was God. Now I believe it was Jesus that was leading me. I said, Lord, if you want me to learn the Bible, then I need a teacher. I need a true prophet of yours that's going to teach me that's going and I was always scared of going to churches because there's fake prophets out there there's a prosperity gospel they're not teaching anything that the Lord wants to be taught they're in their own world um saying that they're working for the Lord but are they really no you know there are some mm -hmm. I'm not going to say they're all bad um but it's now figuring out who those are and so the Lord I got into an accident and my eye got pretty badly hurt and it was a demonic attack and a lot of people didn't believe it because, you know, it looked bad and they thought something else happened. And I, how do I explain to regular people that it was a demonic attack? I yeah. literally would get pushed into walls um, and, and crazy things like that. Right. Anyway, I came home crying. This was before I even became a full Christian. Lord, God, why does this keep on happening to me? And he had me do, he would have me do these assignments. And one day he had me an assignment of, putting a list of all the prayer lines, as many as I could. I did it. He said, call. Then I said, what do you want me to do? Call them. I called them. Didn't get really a lot of help from anybody. A quick prayer here, a quick prayer there. And I mm -hmm. think what the Lord was showing me is that there's not a lot of help out there for people. That's basically what the lesson I was getting. I called all around the world, Asia. <laughs> I called, uh, <laughs> you know, you kind of kingdom, anywhere that I could find, anywhere on prayer line. I had found one, um, Pastor Tim from, Passion Ministry, prayerandhope.org is, is the website. And I I contacted him the first time. I, I took a prayer. Enemy did not want me calling. I never called back. But that day when I sat on the sofa, the Lord said, call him. He put on my heart the gentleman that I had spoken to. I said, Lord, I don't know where to find him. I can't remember the website. He says, don't worry about it. Get on. We'll, we'll, I'm going to lead you there. He led me there. I picked up the phone and I called and I said, do you remember me? And obviously, you know, um, I can't remember if he said yes or no, but in that moment, because I picked up that phone, I had so many miracles given mm -hmm. to me 
through prayer. My body, my legs would ache so bad, Dallas, that I would be crying. The, the, the veins and just felt like they were going to pop. I'd have to literally shake my legs as I'm sitting so that the pain would be released. I had a hip. I'm not even that old. I had a hip issue and I was dragging one of my legs and I, I was lifting it to get into the house. And all of a sudden, the Lord showed me through this prayer um, that it was an ancestral curse. And everybody in my family has that hip issue. He took yeah. it away. He took it away. He took away the pain. I haven't had that ever since. The After eye, everything that you've said. Yeah, your eye. Tell me tell me about the so eye. The eye healed in less yeah. than two days. It was supposed, I cut the, uh, what happened was like I got pushed. The glasses went right in, chopped the upper, like underneath the eyebrow, chopped it and opened a gash blood pouring out and everybody says you're going to have this blue eye it's going to be there for weeks and weeks and i worked in several jobs and one of the jobs i worked was in the spa industry and i'm like well i'm front desk lord i can't have this eye. two mm. within two days no black eye within two days nobody could even tell because i wore these big glasses that anything had happened to my eye he healed it just like that mm. After everything that you've shared, after everything you shared, the ups, the downs, the battles, the spiritual warfare, the generational curses, out of all these things, I'm still hearing hope. Yes. And I'm still hearing joy Yes. in everything that you're speaking, in everything. Yes. Even though things have been tough, I see yes. the hope and I see the joy. And you are here today to talk about Hope and Joy Academy. Yes. Let me ask a couple questions about that. What led you from what you're saying, everything now? all of that to starting this academy, hopeandjoyacademy.com. The Holy Spirit, I'm gonna be honest. Innovation Nation, I'm all in. Create your dream business online or create your dream lifestyle. Mantech Design specializes in turning any idea, product or service into a seven figure business utilizing online leverage. Find more information to achieving your dreams by searching mantechdesigns.com. That is M-A-N, techdesigns.com laver.com laver.com is an online christian magazine that points its readers to evangelical christian values christian apologetics kingdom identity biblical prophecy god's love and the supernatural freedom that comes from accepting jesus christ as lord and savior Laver also offers fee-based outreach services as well as free training resources for Christian faith-based organizations. Find more information by visiting laver.com. That is L-E-V-A-I-R-E.com. I had started putting courses together um, many, many years ago. But every time I tried to put something out there, nothing would happen. Um, and so just recently on Father's Day this year, um, the Lord exposed that I had portals in this house. And that day I had a miracle and the portals, he closed them. And so he led me to this. He said, pull out those courses, pull out those courses that you have been working on. And then he had me lead on the faith one. So it was going to be a combination of faith and it was going to be a combination of regular because he loves all of his children. And he knows that he says the world needs hope and the world needs joy, but they don't know how to get it. I have learned a lot in my experience working through the mentor, the spiritual teacher that the Lord has sent me to Pastor Tim and what I have learned in my experience today. Now, when I was going out and I couldn't find help, 
I can, I have compassion for people who are now having to battle through it. We had COVID. There's healing through COVID that people don't see. There's things that people need healing from loneliness, anxiety, fears, some spiritual base. Some may not be spiritual based. So what the Lord was saying, and a lot of my friends were saying, could you, you have this incredible gift. You need to get out there and you need to help people, which was what the Lord was leading me to. The Lord came up with the name Hope and Joy Academy. The Lord came up with the courses that I was going to put up there. I have just been praying on it and letting the Lord lead me. And so this is how the Academy came together. I have been doing everything on my own with the help of some, you know, I've had to get some help to help put this website together. I have limited funds because <laughs> I'm doing this on my paychecks because this is what the Lord wants me to do, knowing that at some point or another, there will be, you know, uh, some breakthrough and some funds coming in so we can continue to grow. But really, my purpose in all of this is to, like the Lord came here to help when mm -hmm. he came here to help. That's what he's instilled in me. Gee, I want you to go there and help people. I've been doing that my whole life, not even realizing that I've been doing that. So that's why this academy, this is a piece that is missing. We have churches that say they're there to help, but are they? Do they really help? You know, when, when you go in there, do you know, they're bringing in the ties. But what's happening mm -hmm. with those ties? Why are they not putting those back into the community? To help uplift the community, you know, um, mm. it seems like a lot of them pocketed themselves for their lavish lifestyles. But what about the people? So really, I'm here. Love, compassion, hope, joy. How do you get there? Mm. How do you get there? And so the Lord has shown me how I've gotten there, you know, building a relationship with the Lord. You know, people don't know how to do that. What do you mean? Well, there's steps to it. There's steps to it. And so when we talked about why guides, you know, the Lord led me to guides. What was the Lord doing down here? He was guiding people. Mm. He was yeah. guiding people. We, you can't, I can't, and fellowship, you cannot do it alone. If you're a true Christian, you know that you can't do anything alone. When Adam was built with sand, mm -hmm. who put the breath in Adam? the father yeah. we can't even walk around here without the father putting breath in us when you woke up today you did not do that on your own god put that breath in there to give you that second chance you know and the other thing is when i was realizing when i was talking to a lot of my friends and they're going to church and i'm like what are you learning there because i don't i don't i i go to i ha i do mine through passion ministry he's in alabama i do it through conference calling jesus is a spirit you don't have to, you know, some people, yes, we need fellowship. Um, but I haven't found a true church that I really, I haven't found one where I can physically go. I'm still searching. I'm asking the Lord to lead me to one because I would love to have that one-on-one -on -one fellowship, right? Mm -hmm. uh, right now I'm with this ministry and I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is on this line. I get healing. I get peace. And, and a lot of people don't understand how the Holy Spirit works. The churches don't teach any of this. I had friends that didn't even know what the blood of Jesus was. And I'm like, you go to church? They're like, yeah. And they don't talk about the blood of Jesus. But yeah. Just the blood of Jesus is one of the most powerful things. We should be pleading that over our finances, over our children, over our homes. And people don't even know 
how to do that. Yeah. This is why the Lord has said, Gajit, this is what I want you to go out and teach. This is a missing link. This is why the academy. And with the academy, what kind of guides do you offer? What kind of resources do you have? I've got a few. I've got a handful right now, some free, you know, and um, and, and some, you know, uh, at a fee, but they're, they're pretty reasonably priced. I'm not going in for like all the other people that have their stuff, you know, like their courses and stuff. I, I'm trying, I'm not like, I'm, I don't want to be associated in that realm because what they're doing is not right either, you know, but they have their agenda and that's fair. And the Lord led me that I'm not to follow that agenda and to follow his agenda. And so, uh, you know, people have come to me and said, did you, you can charge 2000, 5,000, 10,000 for this information. Yeah, I could, but who am I really helping the, the elite, yeah. the, the, the handful of people that will get the help? No, that's not what the Lord wants. The Lord wants to help all of his children. And it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're Christian or non-Christian, because the Lord has built it so that you can come here. So I've got things on how to be happy. You know, I've got things on when it matters. These are some of the courses. And in these, I'm giving you step-by-step -step guides, showing you what is happiness, showing you simple steps that you can start incorporating into your life that can start changing your life. Um, if it be in the flesh, you know, when I say the flesh, you may not be there in faith right now because your hope is broken. Well, I can still teach you some things that can bring hope into your life that can put a smile on your face. You know, um, sometimes it can be as simple as putting music on that will, or, or a comedy or, or just even walking in nature, things like that. You're not going to be able to do this whole guide by yourself. That's the other thing. Lord said to me, baby steps, like when you feed a child milk, you know, when you're nurturing a child and you're feeding them on milk, this is how these guides are set up. They're nurturing you to help because it's a journey in life. It's not a one day system that you're just going to open up and boom, you, you know, there's, there's a process to it. And so that's how these guides are set up. I kind of give you the process and, you know, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. And so we have to do these things where you put something in, it's going to become a habit. You know, they say it takes like 27 days for somebody to pick up a habit. Well, let's start with one. But the other thing that I'm sharing with you is I'm going to do live classes. And anybody who comes in and, and, and gets one of these guides, there's no charge for these live classes. I'm giving that to you free. Because you can't do this on your own. Where are you going to get the motivation? Where are you going to get the drive? Where are you going to get the inspiration? Well, that has to be, you know, we have to teach you that. There is a way, you know. And so that's the next step of this academy is bringing in the fellowship. Hey, I'm here. And right now, if you're not even comfortable and you want to have a one-on-one -on -one with me, go to the website, um, send me um send me a, a message an email we can have a chat and you don't have to do it in the group i'll do a one-on-one -on -one with you and right now because the lord is leading me i'm not charging for that because you know the lord i felt really guilty charging for the guides and i said lord he's like could you you got to try something because that's what's going to help build this because you need money the funds, yeah, you need funds. Right, I need the funds. And and the Lord does, does, doesn't just throw money. He knows things cost money down here. He's not just going to give me cash and say, here you go. Where's that cash coming from? So he says, just make them affordable, you know, but then offer yourself, you know, if you want to do the free live classes 
to bring in, I'm trying to build a community. You know, we talk about fellowship. I'm trying to build a community. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. People are like isolated. We got to bring them out of that isolation. And that's what's so great about the internet is you're in Brazil. I'm in Canada. Great. Look yeah, at this. Yeah. I can, we, we can work together and we can glorify God. Isn't that amazing? That's it. Mm. Right? It's incredible. The it's resources incredible. that we have today to continue to glorify, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And so when people are like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you help anybody for free? Well, get to know me. I'm telling you, I have offered my free services my whole life. I've helped people on the street. Um, you know, I'll share a story. There was a woman. Okay, one day when I was working my 80, 90 hours a day, I was going to get a half hour break. And it was going to give me about a half hour to watch some television and have my dinner. I had to run downtown to pick up my check from my other job, deposit it, because at that point I was working paycheck to paycheck because I was in so much debt. And I was running. I was making great time. All of a sudden, something in my spirit came and I saw this woman sitting there with a suitcase and she was very well dressed. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And the, I, I was led to go talk to her. So I went and I started talking to her. She didn't talk to anybody else on the street, but yet she talked to me, told me her story. In that time, two people came up to her. She wouldn't talk to them. But what they did is one gave her $20. Another one gave her another $20 with a Starbucks card. She looked at me and she said, I have been out here for two nights. One one guy offered me $300 to come home with them that night to do whatever. She did not. She declined that. She said, how is this yeah. possible? I said, Jesus. I said, God, you know, and she's like, well, this doesn't make sense. She was a Christian that met a guy in a different um, religion, went to that religion, very abusive. So she left. She was living on the street. She had kids. And then I was talking to her. And I said, you know, I bet you that your husband, your ex-husband, being the mother of the child, if he knew that you were out here, he would help you. And she kind of looked at me and I said, do you have any friends? And she says, well, I have some, but I've kind of lost contact. And I said, get in touch with your husband, ex-husband, guaranteed mm -hmm. he will help you. And then she's like, I can't remember how to pray. I used to carry prayers in my bag so that I would do my prayers, you know. I got led to give her those prayers. I gave her those prayers. I never saw the woman again. But at least you know, she had some hope, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. another gentleman homeless, they now have homes, you know, so praise God, praise God, I prayed for these couple. Um, one was a working woman, but they could not get a home because prices here became astronomical, they got kicked out, he had disability, he they had money, but they were living on the street. How crazy is that? Mm -hmm. And I got led to talk to them. And you know, the girl had gone through some stuff, she lost her whole family in a fire when she was younger and she had a lot of her hope was broken and she would have these, she would be falling and she would have blackouts and people would just not do anything on the street and help her. And I said to him one day, cause I could hear, cause I can discern and I could discern. And I was like, I could hear her children crying for her because she had a home, but she felt bad and wanted to stay with him on the street. They tried shelters, but they got robbed and it wasn't a very good environment. So they made themselves present right in front of the hospital because there was cops always around the hospital. So they felt safe there. And mm -hmm. I just started praying for them and they, they were open to help, but they weren't really there yet. So I would talk to them, pray for them. And guess what? He, I talked to him one day when she wasn't there and I said, you know, she has a home, you know, let her be with her kids and then she could come and see you on those days. And he did that, you know, because he saw what was happening. And then one day just before COVID, he, he, he stopped me and he says, I got a home. I said, what? 
says, I got a home. And I said, where? He says, right around the wow. corner. He says, I was on a list for two years. I wasn't supposed to get this home for two years. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. So that's what I do. I help people. I genuinely help people. And am I looking for profit? Am I looking for money from you? No. I have compassion. I feel I've been in your shoes. I've been in your shoes in tears trying to figure out how am I going to get through this? I don't want to die. Um, at one point, the doctor just told me that um, when I had the cancer scare, they told me, you know, they wanted to have surgery and they wanted to take certain things out. And I says, well, I'll never be able to have children. Then they said, don't worry about that. You don't have that much time. And wow. I came home crying and I, and I got on my knees and I said, God, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll do. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go because if I go now, whatever you sent me down here to accomplish, will never get accomplished. Give me a chance. And he did. Wow. I'm, I'm, you know, my numbers in the count, it all started falling and I started getting healing and all the pain is gone. So yeah. many testimonies. So, so many, many ways to glorify God through your, your story, everything that you shared today. There is hope and there is joy. So, wow, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you shared today. Yeah. I have two more questions for you. Yes. If you had one overall point to leave with our audience today, what do you think that would be from your time here? You're not alone. Even in those days when you feel alone and you feel that your family's abandoned you, your husband's abandoned you, nobody understands you, Jesus is saying that he's been there with you. You know, sometimes he's waiting on us to call on him. And the other thing he's saying is that a lot of people feel they condemn themselves. They condemn themselves saying, I'm not good enough for the Lord. Um, the Lord will never accept me. Um, you know, we, we internalize and, and we close that door because we feel that we're not good enough. God, Jesus Christ is saying to you, you are. And we have, we have all, but you know, the next question is, you're going to say, well, I've sinned. He's never going to forgive me. I've done some really bad things. He says, David did a lot of bad things when mm -hmm. you go into the Bible. Many people in the Bible have done many bad things, mm -hmm. but yet he has forgiven them. And that highlights the mercy of yes. God. Yeah. You know, I'm alive through the mercy of God. I woke up yes. this morning and he put the breath in my lungs, like you say, yes. through the yes. mercy of God. Nothing yes. else. Mercy. Nothing else. He, he does. And he does. But wait, when he forgives, yeah, you may have to do some reaping and sowing. For what you have done just like if you're you're a father and a mother when your child does bad you know you're going to have to go through some things because if you don't how are you going to learn from it it's going to avoid you yeah. from doing it again and mm -hmm. so there's a stepping stones with him but he says children i love you i have never given up on you why have you guys given up on yourselves and I given am, up on me maybe too yes he has not given up on any of you I am here calling out, saying, come to me, you know, come to me. And if you're not ready to come to me, then let's start with some baby steps. Let's start with some baby steps that maybe one day you can build that relationship with me. And let me show you how to build that relationship. So yeah. the biggest thing that he wants you guys to walk away with 
today is don't condemn yourself because condemning comes from the devil. That comes from the enemy. The enemy is putting all those thoughts in you that you're not good enough for Jesus. That is not Jesus. Jesus does not put fear in you. Jesus does not put um, that condemnation in you. That is the enemy because the enemy's job is to keep you away from the Lord. The enemy's job is to make sure you don't get any hope and joy. And God yeah. is saying, I'm here. Just ask. The biggest thing that I learned is we don't ask. We just assume that God's going to know and he's just going to take care of it. No. The other thing that the Lord just put on my head is to get your prayers answered. We go directly to the Father. Biggest mistake. You gotta go through Jesus the Son. Take your prayer to Jesus the Son. From Jesus, Jesus now fights on your behalf with the Father. Let him be your provider. Lean on the Lord. When you have anxieties, when you have fears, when you have all that, why are you holding it? The Lord says on you. I'm right here. Give it to me. Give me the burden. I will take it. I will take it to the Father. And healing will come. Yeah. I want to tell our audience one more time, we can find all the content, all the guides that we've been talking about today on hopeandjoyacademy.com. And my final question for you today is if you can end our audience or end our podcast with a prayer, I would really appreciate that. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you as your children. And we say thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done in our lives and that you continue to do in our lives. Thank you for the breath that you give us. Thank you for the opportunity to come here and share what you have that what, what you have asked me to come and share. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I ask that you touch all those that have come here, that whatever their burdens are, Father, whatever their cries out to you, Father, that you give them, you give them that hope, Father, you give them that touch tonight while either they're sleeping or whatever the case may be, touch them, Father, comfort them, just comfort them, show them the peace and the joy that comes from you, Father, and let them not be afraid. Let them not be afraid, Father, because there is no fear when it comes to you, Jesus. Let them build those bonds with you, Father. Let them build that relationship from the heart that you want them to build. Hallelujah, Father. Show them that worship is huge, Father. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes all you want is a thank you for the things that you have already done so that we can open doors for other things. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening and supporting another episode of My Life Now. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast show and share it with a friend. Together, we can keep the message of these books alive. Until we turn the next page together, stay classy.